everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Um, this week, we are joined by two very fun guests. Um, guys, I actually been trying to get you on for, uh, I've wanted to get you on for uh, quite some time now, because I think you guys are like kind of the GOLA standard for the city podcasts, if you catch my drift. <laughs> um, Rich O'Donnell and Dennis Grove of the Olney Fans LaSalle podcast. Um, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having us, Sean. Thanks for having us on, man. Really appreciate uh, it. Um, so Rich and Dennis, um, you guys do a great job. I, I was saying before we start recording, like I have Temple fans who will send me your uh, your Twitter memes and all that jazz. Um, so whether they're LaSalle fans or not, people always enjoy your guys' content. Um, so I thought it'd be really fun to have you guys on the show this week and uh, preview the game Wednesday night because we got a big five matchup going. Can't wait. Huge game, huge game. A lot of layers to this. And <laughs> yes. it's, it, it feels like we rarely beat you guys, or at least... I don't know. To me, I, I can't. <laughs> the last time we beat you guys must have been in 2014. I don't know if Rich, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like that long. Ago. I'm not sure. Am I wrong? I know it's been a while. Yeah, it feels See, like it's been a while. Almost as a Temple fan, I'm like, I just feel like we haven't won a lot in the last five years. So like, I can't even tell you, like, even yeah. if we've beaten you, I feel like I haven't even gotten a chance to enjoy it just because Temple's been so. Yeah. Uh, Temple, I say Temple's going to Temple. They just do this thing where they get you excited enough. Like last year, we beat Nova, we beat Houston, and then we lost seven out of eight to finish Oof. our season. And it's like, you can't script it any more mediocrely. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it's rough. So before we get into it, uh, let's just for you know some of uh, the Temple fans who are listening, let's get to know you guys. So uh, Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, when did you uh, attend LaSalle, become a fan of LaSalle? Um, and, you know, decide you wanted to do a LaSalle podcast. Yeah, so I went to LaSalle from, I guess, 2009, 2013, yeah, class 2013, and then got my MBA in 2014. Um, I, I feel like I've been a LaSalle fan ever since, I don't know, I was born. My dad and grandfather both went to LaSalle. And this is year four of the podcast. We started this podcast um, in 2020, like during COVID. Yeah, and... it's been an incredible run. I feel like uh, we we've grown a lot. Like it was more of a just something to do, right? Mm-hmm. We watch a lot of games. We go to a lot of games. It just made sense to talk about it. Why not, right? And and nobody was talking about LaSalle. We kind of have always been that third or fourth wheel in the city as far as college athletics go. So it uh, felt good to kind of boost the profile a little bit, mm-hmm. even if they're jokes at our own expense. Yeah. We were happy to partake and be the the end of that joke. So it was still fun to be like a part of that. And a lot of people have have like come out of the woodwork. Like I think more LaSalle fans than ever are on Twitter. And I'd like to think we had something to do with it. So it's been a really fun ride. I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. So it's funny you mentioned like during COVID is when you started it. That's actually when I started mine. And I yeah. joked about it for years and same thing. It's like, oh, I have all this time on my hands. I guess I'll see how this goes and give it a whirl. And I'm fourth season as well. So it's, uh, yeah. it's going well. Um, and Dennis, I, I just want to say this for uh, my my Sixer fans. For those who don't know, Dennis is a, a Twitter original uh, Sixers guy. And he, if you ever remember back in this is early process era, raising the cat, Dennis is responsible for that. So I got to give you a shout out for that because I definitely had my fair share of raising some cats. Appreciate that. It was, you know, it was homage to uh, Ben Simmons, but we don't really like him anymore. So I, I, don't, I don't even know if I want to talk about raise the cat too much just because of that that guy, Ben Simmons. I, I want to say half of my following are like current, like, or more recent Temple grads anyway, and they might not even know that, but there's some guy out there like fist pumping right now. Like, yes, <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a fun time. 
Um, and uh, I think I was telling you guys before the we started. Uh, if I did not go to Temple, believe it or not, I would have went to LaSalle. LaSalle has a, a little bit of a soft spot for me. Both my parents went there. So as much as this huh. is a big five rivalry, I'm not like, it's not like you're Nova guys. I think we could all agree on that, right? Like oh, nobody yeah. hates we, each other more than Nova people, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, we, we we don't. We want them to lose this game on Wednesday to St. Joe's so that we have some more parity here. Like we're just itching for them to fall off. And I mean, I, I it could happen yeah. this year. Well, knock on wood. I mean, I don't know. this team has changed a lot on Nova's side. So hopefully St. Joe's can take advantage of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, feel like for me, like Nova, I feel like is on such a tier above us. Like, mm-hmm. to, like, you know what I mean? Like Nova's won national championships and it's like LaSalle, like, or Temple, LaSalle, St. Joe's. I feel like those yeah. three are more relevant. You know what I mean? That's why I'm like, Nova's like not even relevant. So I feel like, like the rival is more like Temple and St. Joe's. Yeah. They're almost too good for us at this point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I would agree with that. I mean, it, it sucks to say it, but like, I've yeah, I wouldn't admit it either. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it would be amazing if they lost to St. Joe's after naming that street Jay Wright way. It's it's going to be before the game. Like, they're, oh, wow. Could you imagine? Jay Wright will probably be in, in attendance and he's going to get the street named after him outside of the pavilion and then they're going to lose to St. Joe's. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be perfect. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Perfect. Hey, St. Joe's hung with Kentucky. Like, uh, it's not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into uh, this this week's game uh, Wednesday night at the Leah Corps Center. Um, whoever of the two would like to go first. Um, just what can you kind of tell us about this team uh, that LaSalle has? I know last year you guys went 15 and 19. You have our, our favorite uh, former head coach, Fran Dumphy, leading the way. Uh, what are expectations for you guys going into this season? And, you know, what can we expect? All right, so LaSalle is currently 5-1 and one. yesterday. Fran Dumpley won his 600th career game. Yes, he did. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool to be around that long, you know, all with um, the big five schools, three big five schools, uh, Penn, Temple, and now LaSalle. Um, talking about the team, they're led by their three guards, Jameer Brickus, Khalil Brantley, and Amor Gill. Those three guys are pretty much, I feel like, the heart and soul of the team. And then you have, I guess, another guard who plays the four, Deshaun Shepard, who's athletic, can, you know, is as I'm like highlight level dunks. And then you have center Roka Shokas. I feel like they're very heavily dependent on that starting five, especially those guards. Um, and I feel like Dumphy's done a very good job. I would say my expectation, even though the preseason ranking was like 15th, I think. Our projections were around like tenth, but I think so far, I would say I would say they're they look better than that in my opinion. I think maybe you know seventh through eighth in the A ten would be my uh, prediction right now. But I, I like what I see so far. Yeah, echoing what Rich said, they this team this starting five will play a majority of the game. Okay, you're gonna see those three guards as mentioned. Deshaun Shepard, who can jump out of the gym, and Rokas Joshis. All those guys are going to play a lot of minutes unless Rokas gets into foul trouble. In which case, you'll see a, a big man named Ryan Zan come in and try and rough some people up. Um, by no means are, are are we strong that strong in the front court, right? Like we could get into foul trouble and see uh, some tough a tough game, right? But uh, we feel very confident in these three guards. Um, Brantley and Brickus are known as the triple or the double B's killer bees. <laughs> the killer bees. Yeah. I butchered that the killer bees. Um, and, uh, 
Anwar Gill ain't bad either. He, he can slash, cut to the hoop. Uh, his floater game is incredible sometimes. He'll hit floaters that no one should be hitting. Um, but behind those three guards, uh, you'll see a, a team that will limit turnovers as a, as a vintage Dunphy team, right? No turnovers. You're going to give yourself a chance to win a game. So they're going to be really protective of the ball. Um, and in transition, if we get transition, Deshaun Shepard will be just looking for the alley-oop every time. He's he's usually in the dunker spot. Deshaun is usually in the corner, ready for that penetration, and then he cuts up for the lob. Um, Rokas will will be fed in the post. Um, you'll see him try and um, get creative. He he has a little bit of a floater mid-range game as well. Um, but we, I would say the weakness here is our three-point shooting. Um, Brickus is probably our best shooter mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, the only thing is he has to facilitate as well. So it's kind of a give and take. You want these two guards, you want Brickus and Brantley to really, really control the offense. So yes, they, either of them can take over a game. Uh, Brantley had 30 points against Southern Indiana. So, I mean, not, not a great team in Southern Indiana, but um, Brickus also has had his share of um, heat checks and just incredible play on the offensive side. So, um, those two can take over a game. It's just a matter of if they if they're able to get other guys involved, they obviously won't be taking as many shots. But the team will win. So like, well, it's kind of a give and take. You know what I mean? Like these guys can easily go off, but I'm afraid that uh, if you cut them off, then what happens? The rest of the team kind of falters. So we really ride them, and uh, we really see how far they can go. Um, but I feel like that summarizes that starting five. Um, we really don't know much. We don't know enough about the guys off the bench. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, Rich, but like our bench feels kind of just like a minute here, a minute there. Um, really nothing really to report on. Um, if you see somebody go, go go on a run, maybe it's Marrero. He can shoot a three mm-hmm. or two. Yeah, he can shoot. Um, but I, I cannot tell you who will um, make an impact on the bench. I, I, I can only speak for that starting five who will play upwards of 35 to 40 minutes. Um, no, it's, it's funny because I was kind of like peeking at the stats um, earlier today. And yeah, Brantley and Brickus, it looks like they're, they're the two main guards who obviously get a lot of usage rate and uh, a lot of shots up. Um, I think it was like averaging 16 and 14 points each. Um, and I was kind of like looking the same thing. It's like after those two, the points per game kind of drops. And then it's like, all right, who is going to be this next contributor, whether it's, you know, out of the starting lineup or definitely the bench. Um, and I was uh, a couple weeks ago, Temple played Columbia and it was so funny. I was looking at their stats, Columbia, like every guy on their team averaged like at least 12 minutes a game. And I'd never seen anything like that before. And like Temple, the first four games was the same way. Like we were so star, like every starter averaged 33 plus minutes a game. So I was like, I feel like we were the same. Like now last game we were down two starters. So our, our minutes have fluctuated a little bit. So some of those bench guys got more minutes last game. So it'll be interesting to see for Temple, how we look, whether we are unsure still of Jalil White, whose finger two games ago, like you could see on the court, it was facing the wrong way. So I don't know if he's playing Wednesday. Um, and then another guy, Steve Settle, who's a transfer in. He was apparently on a minutes restriction, and then he actually sat last game completely. So our lineup is going to be uh, dicey as well, and it'll be seated. it'll be interesting to see what Adam Fisher does with uh, his rotations this upcoming week. The uh, size is definitely an issue on our side, right? Like our three guards are really good, but they are small. 
Like they are short. Like, so if I haven't looked at Temple's roster much, but um, I would, if I'm Adam Fisher, I'm just like, you know, get physical um, because our guys, yes, they can score, but also on the defensive side of the ball, I feel like it's going to be tough. They might, you might see some zone. Um, you might see some help, a lot of help defense, actually. <laughs> they Duke killed us because they just hit threes. They're Duke, but also they hit a ton of threes because we were kind of over helping in the paint, um, leaving them wide open on the outside. So it, it, you know, that's our vulnerability for sure. If Jalil white plays, he's really good down low. Like he's been very assertive this year, which last couple of years he wasn't cause we had Damian Dunn and Caleb battle. Um, we do have a guy, he's six foot five, but he's 290 pounds. So like, I want him to sign up for the football team at Temple, but I haven't won that argument yet. But like, I don't know if he can use his size against your guys or not. So that'll be an interest. He's actually like a decent three point shooter, but um, down low, it'll be interesting to see if we try to, uh, you know, exploit that at all. Does he play a lot? Has he played? He's actually, yeah, he uh, is our starting power forward, I guess you could say. Oh, um, okay. But our starting center was Steve Settle and he's 6'10", 180 pounds. So like between the two of them, they're actually like wow. the average height and weight you would want them yeah, to be yeah. but they're yeah. just on opposite ends of the spectrum um and settles a decent three-point shooter as well um if he plays i'm still waiting for like a, a game where he he was at howard last year and he averaged about 12 13 points a game and uh he's yet to have like a real breakout with temple so it would be interesting to see if he can pull that off this week but um yeah i'm curious if you guys are going to go zone against us because we have not done too well against that this year um, I, I would say if you have any scouting report against Temple, it's like, yeah, just play zone. It'll confuse the hell out of them. So we'll see if that happens. Interesting. Um, did you guys have any uh, uh, questions you wanted to throw my way for, about Temple at all? Um, so losing, I'm pretty sure you lost your four league scores from last year. Um, so what do you think about so far about Adam Fisher's uh yeah, first year under Adam Fisher, um, you know, with losing those you know four uh, lean scores from last year. So it's been interesting. Like I said last year, Damian Dunn and Caleb Battle mm-hmm. took most of the shots. So realizing where the scoring would come this year has been it's definitely been tough. And Jamil Reynolds was a beast. He was huge, but uh, injuries really kind of halt like hindered how much effectiveness he was last year. I really wish Zach Hicks, who was a three point shooter, he went to Penn State. I would have loved to keep him and see how he does in Fisher's offense because Fisher is a coach where he's just like, let it fly. Um, I think it was a couple games ago. We were like 10% from three and Fisher even called himself out. He's like, yeah, I know I said in my introductory press conference, we'll shoot a lot of threes. I should have said, we'll make a lot of threes because we <laughs> didn't, we didn't make any today. So I have a, a coach who's self-aware like that. It's been fun. Um, I like Fisher a lot. I think he has his team playing positive basketball defensively and team basketball which um, you mentioned the scoring from last year, but Damian Dunn and Battle, they were sometimes like very ISO ball. And Hasir Miller has kind of taken that role. And I I don't blame him because it was kind of like, where's the scoring going to come from? So if you look at his stats, he's had some games where he shot 20 plus times. He's averaging 20 points a game right now. And I I even said on my show a couple of weeks ago, like people have a little issue with it, but like if he's not doing it, I don't know where the scoring is coming from. So I don't know if Fisher just told him, hey, be assertive, uh, do this, or if, or if Miller's looking out on the floor and like, hey, I don't trust these other four guys to get a bucket yeah. right here, so I got to try. So it's been interesting to see. Um, like I said, if you guys go zone, will we try to work the ball around more and find the open guy for three? 
Um, so it's definitely so far. I like the Adam Fisher era. They had two losses so far and they lost to Ole Miss by one. And it was honestly, they had a game winning chance that could have been, you know, if they make that, it's a good win. You beat an SEC school. Um, the other loss was to Columbia, which on paper did not look good. It, it was just one of those games where Columbia couldn't miss. And we, we played really bad basketball. So it is what it is. Um, but I think with us, expectations were just so low this year that I'm not mad at it so far. It's like hard to get upset after a loss, knowing the guys that we lost that you mentioned, first year head coach, putting a roster together at this day and age of the transfer portal and NIL. We're working with what, what we got and it is what it is right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The uh, NIL space, there was a that article written about how LaSalle it might be outperforming Temple in the NIL world. I'm sure that has since changed as that article probably ruffled a lot of feathers. I heard it was true. And I, I'm curious if you've heard anything about, you know, the NIL initiatives, if the, if there's been like a kick in the gut and now they're like really moving forward here with like legitimate resources and money and time. Cause you guys should have more donors than us. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's a great question, Dennis. Uh, so <laughs> yes, when all of those articles were coming out, I was very curious to see how the temple one would be per, uh, sieved because I, I, you know, just from doing this, I've heard rumblings of how poor we were doing with it. Um, yes, there's been an uptick. I don't know if I can confirm necessarily we've surpassed LaSalle, but I'd say we're definitely more on an e even playing field per se. Like, I, I do know some of the numbers that the guys that we said left for, and they weren't getting those numbers at Temple. Like, they just weren't. So it's really hard to get mad at a 21-year-old kid leaving and saying, you know, stay here for this much or get twice as much and go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I, I was impressed to hear that LaSalle was beating us. Just, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, Fran Dumpy's such an old coach and the NIL is so new. So to hear that you guys, and, that, you know, I'm sure it's all people from your athletic department pushing for it. Um, to hear you guys were surpassing us. And I think even St. Joe's was ahead of us at one point. So, and that still might be true. Um, so yeah, it definitely was for, you know, a lot of the diehard fans. I know people who listened to me, they were like, how is this even possible? And I'm like, well, get your checkbook out, man. I don't know. What to tell yeah. you. <laughs> like, like that. I say like, there's an easy fix here. Like people just have to like pony up. Like, yeah, like our alumni base is probably five times as much as LaSalle or St. Joe's. Like there's no reason that yeah. we can't. I think part of it is, you know, if this if NIL became popular when Matt Rule was our football coach and game day was here, be a huge different story. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. we just fired our football coach two years ago and our new one has a combined six wins. We just fired our basketball coach, Aaron McKee, and got a new coach. So, like, uh, we'll just say attendance is at all time low in both sports. So it's very hard to ask for the the money from those people. But uh, yeah, I, I think since that article and there have been some other meetings about NIL at Temple to like, I actually, um, I believe we're uh, embracing, there's an NIL store that Temple's going to have, like other schools have the website for an NIL store and Temple is supposed to be launching it in the next couple of weeks. So little things like that are, it's, you can see we're trying now. I think we finally got the, the kick in the butt of, it was kind of hard to say it's new because it's basically two years old at this point like it was two summers ago that nil became legal wow. i think we all know that people were doing it illegally and yeah. some of those those are the schools that immediately are like oh hey now we can just make this out in the open <laughs> and yeah. i think schools like temple and LaSalle were playing it by the rule book for so long yeah. we didn't know what to do when it first came out um so yeah I, i'm props to you guys props to LaSalle for doing you know the best that they could 
Like, I don't, I don't know if you don't, guys can comment on that, how that happened or what. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I don't like, I was, I was just as surprised as probably everyone else when they released that article. I do know that they started an NIL initiative a few months ago, right? Rich, like it was like an email that came through. I don't know what's happened since then, but it's, it's all positive. Uh, you're right. Like Dunphy's, and you know, he's definitely old school. Um, but I feel like the team around Dunphy is new school and like is forward thinking. And that's great because that, that mix is perfect. That's exactly what you want mm-hmm. in an athletics department. And these, these people seem prepared to compete and hopefully that leads to some local recruiting. Cause that's where LaSalle has been struggling is he's getting those local guys. We just got Deuce Jones. Who's, uh, um, from Trenton, but, um, he, he, he seems like a stellar guard, but like, that was rare. Like, we're like, whoa, we got somebody local. Like, it was a big surprise yeah. to us. So hopefully there's more like that. I would say that's a big weakness for LaSalle right now, regardless of NIL. Yeah, that's that's been a knock on Temple as well, uh, the local recruiting. Um, it kind of, like, uh, Jaleel White's from Wildwood and another guy on our roster from Wildwood. Um, Zach Hicks was a local recruit until he now is at State College, so it's like, who cares? Um Caleb Battle was originally from New Jersey, but um, it, it's it, we, we've. I think sometimes if you look at the roster, it's not quite as bad as people would say. Like Asir Miller is from South Philly, um, and at this day and age, because of the portal and because of NIL, it is uh, sometimes hard to keep some of those local guys if they're getting money elsewhere, or maybe they start here and then they get the opportunity elsewhere else. Um, so it is it is definitely but think between you know all the local schools something that they need to work on a little bit um mm-hmm. and i know you know it sucks seeing a guy like jalil bethea who's like a five-star recruit in uh the city probably top 20 player yeah. in the country and i think he's gonna go to miami and probably got like six figures but must be nice uh, so but it, it's definitely something that people i mean since the end of the dumpy era aaron mckee said he was going to improve on the local recruiting and he didn't adam fisher is from bucks county so it'll be cool to see if he can kind of resonate more with the local guys as well when's the last time you've been to a LaSalle basketball game have you seen temple play them at um, tom gola arena or i'm gonna say yeah the last time they played at tom gola i believe i was there okay okay so, I, I just checked the record it was we've been two and eight two and eight in our last mat um last what last 10 10 so we lost to you guys in 2017 and 2014 so i missed that part but it did. Feel, it does feel like we just never beat you guys. Um, so when was the last win? When was the last time we beat Temple? It's in twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So it was. So yeah, we're. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, Coach G was at the helm. Okay. Sheesh. Yeah, that says a lot. Is he um, with LaSalle now? G. No, he's at Rowan. He's their athletic director. Okay. We had Rowan. him on the pod as well. Um, awesome guy. Like he is a champion for the Atlantic Ten. You'll see him doing color commentary for Atlantic Ten games. And he he's outstanding. It's like he's <laughs> just promoting like, the A10 like it's his job. Yeah, for sure. There was a point when we weren't very like high on him, and now I'm like regretting. It's like I don't know. I compare Andy Reid to him. Like he like he <laughs> he was at LaSalle forever, and you know love him or hate him, he he got the job done. Sweet sixteen, et cetera, et cetera. He got a bad shake, left the program, but we like now we love him more than ever. It's like we admire him more than ever. It seems like. That's funny. Uh, I, I, when he was there, I liked, I didn't hate him. I thought he was very animated on the sidelines, which yeah, is always oh entertaining. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some Temple fans Big would be time. like, oh, they need to tee him up. I'm like, I think this is great. This is hilarious. Yeah. Like he's just, and that's what you want to, I think you want that, that coach. Like I like the, uh, 
the antics and just throw, you know, defending your players, yelling at the ref. Yeah. I'm all for oh, it. God. <laughs> he was, yeah. Have you guys uh seen Dump- when Dumpy gets mad, he apparently like he curses like it's his job at a ref. Yeah, he covers his yeah. mouth though. Yeah. Yes. It's like that. It's like he's sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to be <laughs> professional on the cameras. Yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> we love him though. So uh with you guys uh like is there a just because he is older is there like a timeline you guys have for fran dumpy as the coach or like is that too soon to ask that because i think a lot of people were just surprised he took the job knowing that he i I think everybody thought temple might be his last coaching job and then for him to get the LaSalle job is there like a timeline on that or is it too early to ask that you can tell this means more to him than money or anything right like this is his alma mater and I don't think he's going to leave until he has a successor. So the day that he leaves, he's already picked, right? He's already picked someone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's going to make sure the university is in good hands. I think that's the whole purpose of him being here. He's kind of ushering in and like handing off to the, the next leader whenever that is. And it might be in the next three years. I don't know. All Every year forward is just like icing on the cake for us. Um, because he has literally just stabilized the program in so many ways. That was the most important part. This program has felt unstable in a lot of ways. And he literally stabilized it. Step one, step two, make a competitive basketball team. He already surprised us in year one. Uh, we got, you know, to the quarterfinals of the A-10, right? We won two games against Rhodey and um, Duquesne. That probably, I don't, I couldn't say the same if, if another coach would have played there. I think we would have probably lost one of those games. Um, so it's step two right there and step three, a, a six, you know, a six, name a successor and move on and ride off into the sunset and maybe be around as like an advisor, right? Like he, I, I envisioned Dunphy never stepping away from the basketball court. I don't, right. That was obvious when he came out of retirement and yeah. when he was sitting up in the, in the rafters at temple game, am <laughs> yeah, I right? Like popcorn, he was, yeah. yeah. Popcorn. He couldn't stay away. And he no. was, a, he was a color guy for our radio broadcast. Like he was sitting there like a Lenardi style, like sitting there calling the game next to Kale Beers or play-by-play. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Dunphy's, Dunphy's hanging around here quite a bit. So <laughs> I, he he's probably going to, you know, he's 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 going to ride this thing as long as he can while making sure LaSalle is in a good place. Yeah, like I said, ride off into the sunset. Like he's just going to have like a big five parade for himself down Broad Street eventually. <laughs> and like every cool. everyone will have to send somebody. Um, but... Yeah, when he took the job, I was kind of like you said, stability. I was like, you know what? I don't know how completely successful he will be, but he'll he will bring that stability. Like he mm-hmm. he will guarantee that you know you're you're crossing your t's, dotting your eyes, and doing everything right. And I think yes, if you find that young successor who might be a young upcoming coach or somebody with ties to LaSalle that really wants to take the reins, but um, I like how you said that he'll bring some stability to a program that. You know, I, I love the uh, Southwest Philly floater, but it's been it's been some time since that. So you had to bring something back to uh, get it going and keep the program going. Yeah. Um. So for this Wednesday, guys, what what are we thinking? If honest opinion. Like personally, um, I feel like I'm pretty nervous. And I feel like it's a really good litmus test because LaSalle's best win, I guess, right now is probably Drexel. Um, so this week's a big test with obviously Temple and then whoever they play in the big five classic. Um, I mean, it's all going to come down to their guards. Um, I mean, if they can execute 
I don't really know. I haven't watched too much of Temple to tell you what they're like. I know, you know, Hazir Miller, like you were saying earlier, is their leading scorer at over like 20 points a game. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good test, and I really think it can go either way. Um, yeah, I, I hopefully, um, you know, Dumphy can get revenge on his, you know, team used to coach. But yeah. I mean, I, I like their chances. I think it'll be it's a very even matchup. Yeah, I feel like this is of all the years we've played, you guys. I feel, I feel like this could they they have the pieces to beat them. When I saw you guys almost lose to Drexel, I was like, uh, and Columbia, right? I was like, yeah. oh, I mean, you know, your worst day, it could be this game. Like the, their worst day could be this game. Like Temple might play poorly. It could happen. We've seen it happen before. Um, we've also seen LaSalle almost lose to Southern Indiana, right? So it's hard to call, but I do feel like we have the pieces to, like I said, we will we will protect the ball. So you're not going to see any stupid mistakes made, at least knock on wood. You shouldn't yeah, see any stupid mistakes. So it would be errors forced on on Temple or or um, we just don't hit our shots. Um, we're hungry. Like Dunphy knows what's at stake here. So I feel like LaSalle is going to play with more of an edge than Temple. Um Combine that with just, I don't know if you guys are going to fill this building. I like Temple, like the big five, which is a whole other conversation. We could have another episode about this. I don't, I don't think it's going to be filled by any means. I think it's gonna be like 50% max. And I think that favors LaSalle. You won't see like a crazy ruckus environment on a Wednesday night. Um, I I like our chances there. I know I'm, I'm also scared as, as riches, but like I want, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we come out like on a 10 0 run um, right off the bat um, and play tough the rest of the way and, and win and win by like five to 10 points. Like that would, that wouldn't surprise, that wouldn't surprise me. This temple, like, right. Like a new coach at temple, um, some transfers. Like if they had battle, um, oh, yeah, I would yeah. be like, uh, I don't like our chances, but they don't have, I don't think they have a guy. I don't think they have a guy. We got three, we got three guys on the South side. So, that's kind of sums up my thoughts. I'll, I'll agree, honestly, with everything you both just said, especially with the, the Leacor Center. I'm hoping it is – I'm hoping it's 75% filled just for the big five sake. Like, I don't care if it's 3,000 LaSalle fans and 4,000 Temple fans. Like, I, I, well, that's the thing. Like, I'm like, I don't know if your fan base is showing up, and I don't think no. our fan base is showing up. And it stinks because I, I think it should be a game that at least, you know, more than half is filled. Between the two schools, you can't find five, 6,000 fans in the city to show up on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Um, but that's, again, I think just because of the, you know, this year you guys are 5-1, and one, but previous years just, um, you know, uh, caring has been down. And same thing for Temple. I mean, it's it's not a shock that we – it stinks saying it, but I don't think it'll be shocking if it is only 50% filled. Um, and yeah, absolutely, Dennis. If you guys go on a 10 0 run to start the game and you take the couple thousand fans that are Temple fans there out of the game immediately, if you take our, you know, sales out of us, uh, it could get ugly quick. I don't think it'll, I don't, I don't think you guys will go off to a 10 0 run to start, but weirder things have happened. I will say, like, my saving grace for me this game is Fran Dumphy got his 600th win already. If he was at 599. I would have a hundred percent said LaSalle wins this game. I'm like, that would be the most <laughs> yeah. temple Fran Dumphy scenario of all time. So the fact that he got his 600th win, I'm so happy right now. 
because uh, I know we would have lost that game. He would have gotten his 600th win against Temple and had a, a party cool. in the Leah's core center, and I would have hated every moment of it. <laughs> that would have been very poetic. Very yeah, it poetic. really would have. But yeah. um, I do think we've lost our last two games by mm-hmm. very close games. I think if we were undefeated, again, probably we lose. But now because we've lost two in a row, yeah, I could it. see us. I could see us being like, all right, we really got to win this game, and maybe it could be a matter of both coaches saying like all right you guys want to win this big five title like it's the first year of it yeah can they use that as motivation so it'll be interesting to see um how if either of the coaches go that route and say hey we want to play in the championship game on saturday who wants it more so there's obviously any big five game a lot of factors um i agree it's i think it'll be a close game if you told me lasalle wins be a little upset but i i'm not gonna be shocked by it not gonna be shocked by it and kind of what uh you know you guys said if, if your shots aren't going down um you know it could change the game real quickly i mean there's some been some ugly games between these two over the years and i would expect probably the same thing if you told me right now the final is gonna be 54 to 58 like yeah that sounds like a long boring game of basketball with not a lot of prettiness but that's usually how these things go (laughs) oh yeah what is the student turnout um so far been at home games i know last year you know when they tried the double header at the palestra both student sections were, you know, completely empty and they didn't really have buy-in, you know, hence why they tried, you know, to have the big five classic this year. You know, what has the turnout been like um, for the students so far at the Lake Horse Center? So it's a, a very funny thing you bring that up. So Adam Fisher, for his first home game, he made an announcement that if they got 2,000 students to show up, he would buy every single student a slice of pizza. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Gimmicky as shit. Yeah. But... I love the enthusiasm. Like what coach is thinking that life? Like uh, it's, but that kind of explains Adam Fisher. Like he's this young guy. He's like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get fan Mm -hmm. excitement. You know, the players hear that and they're like, all right, maybe we'll get a good fan turnout. I'm going to say they did not get 2000 fans. Ah. I'm going to say it was probably about a thousand, which might be the most fans we've had for the student section in a while. Um, It looked like, Cause we have like the student section behind the basket, but I know they mm-hmm. let them sit on the sides and both the sides of the student section were pretty much full. So um, I think they did end up giving them the, the pizza free slices okay, anyway. Pony yeah. He's like, all right, we got mm-hmm. this far. So, yeah. Um, but then like yeah, where there's just fans who showed up for the first game and they're never coming back. That's kind of yeah. hard. So I could see, I think this game, because it is a big five game. And I think um, people kind of are slowly, coming back around on interest with the basketball mm-hmm. team. I could see it being decent. I'm not going to stand here and tell you right now, like that's why you lost the game. Like that home court advantage gave us that edge. Yeah. Um, I would love to be wrong. Uh, but I mean, with all fan bases between COVID between, you know, teams just not performing well, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that our, uh, you know, the Cameron crazies are behind the basket or anything like that for <laughs> us. Um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, the, the Cherry Crusade, uh, our official fan, uh, student fan base, um, I think they have a lot of work to do. And it would be cool to see if this is the game that, uh, from my understanding, I think they're trying to bring back some of those big five traditions like the rollouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Drexel, when we played Drexel, they threw the streamers on the floor. Um, so like things like that, I'm like, cool, like, let's do it. That's what this, you know, rivalries have been built on. So yeah. if we bring some of those out and, you know, you get a couple hundred freshmen who don't know any better and they show up to this game all for it. So it'll be interesting to see. 
How about you guys? You expect is is LaSalle advertising this? Bring the buses, or what are we doing? Uh, no, you won't see. You'll see us. You, I don't know who who else you'll see. Uh, there were tickets out there for fifty dollars or fifteen. Fifteen is upper level. Fifty was lower. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame. I mean, we, we, there's just not enough people like us, Sean. No. I feel like there's just not enough people like us. No. I swear. You go into a LaSalle game. You go into any. Honestly, you'll see the same familiar faces. I feel like yes, you, you yeah. probably vouch yeah. for it on your side, Sean. Like, I just feel like it, it's reflected in the attendance that the Big Five is not where it should be. Hopefully, this whole Wells Fargo Center thing kind of gives it a shot in the arm, gives it some sort of change up. I know the critics are like, it should be at the Plustra, it should be at the Plustra, but it doesn't work. It didn't work. Like, they got to get the somebody's got to shake it around and. Get some more people involved. Get some young people involved. Like we're, we feels like we're the only young people at these games. Well, I wouldn't even call us young people anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I, I was debating if I correct you on that or just take the compliments. <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> yeah, young we anymore. Are but young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, many. How many, kid, how many people do you see at the game who graduate LaSalle within five years? Like five years ago, how many student, how many people do you see? That graduate within the last five years. How many people do you see at the games? Like not many. How much you, no. would you say? Yeah, Sean. How many would you say? We don't see. We see like two. Uh, I would agree with that. It's it's the, like you said. It's uh, a lot of the same faces. Mm-hmm. Temple's fan base in general is. Uh, it just seems very old. And like, I mean, yeah. I still have people talk so, to me so. about the Cheney days. I'm like, all right. Well, if you were around that long, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, I've I've mentioned this on my show before. I don't know if you guys have the same thing. Um, I am I try to promote my show, and there's a, a Temple Facebook group, and I regret every time I post in there because the average age it's it's a Temple Facebook group, and like you yeah. can kind of figure out the demographic in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I always am like, why not? Like why do I even bother with that? Like what like what am I doing? But like that is our fan like that's a lot of our fan base. So like I try to uh, pass it around. My biggest gripe with that is uh. Like I had Arthur Johnson on the show. Like he's okay. the athletic director of Temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it got like very minimal interaction on the really? Facebook group. But then you'll get like this 60-year-old like aunt who's like, My niece is wearing a temple shirt today, and it gets like 900 likes. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like yeah. I'm interviewing the most important guy for Temple Athletics and nobody cares, but this little eight-year-old has a temple shirt on. So yeah, that's what I'm working with here. So yeah. I agree with everything mm-hmm. you said. <laughs> It's, it's crazy to me that like we're kind of I feel like having this conversation it seems like we're in like a similar just situation with everything which I never would have thought because I when I was you know younger and going to Temple games I was so prideful and like when we were in school I always thought Temple had like the best student section and I guess you know the mighty have fallen like I was I was just you know Temple they, they used to go to the NCAA tournament every year and I, I don't know if it's a conference affiliation and uh, you know, leaving the A10, I guess that's another story to itself. But I, I it just, I, I Temple Ice V up there, and now I, you know, we seem, we seem like we're in the same boat. Yeah, and I, I try to tell people I'm like, hey, like, it kind of almost goes with the NIL thing too. It's like, well, you guys gotta like show up to games. You guys gotta sign a checkbook. You guys gotta sh- yeah. like, if like you said, uh, people say that it should have been at the Palestra. Like the people who were saying about the Big Five should have been at the Palestra. When was the last Big Five game they went to? Yeah. Like if you're complaining about it, but you haven't shown up in five years, like it's very hard to like argue mm-hmm. both sides there. If you haven't gone to a game and I, same thing with like, I, I have temple fans tell me things and I'm like, well, you haven't been, to, I know you haven't been to a game in yeah. three or four. Like I have some of my friends who I used to go to games with in college and now I don't think they go to more than one game a year. 
And it's just, yeah. it is what it is. And I get it. Mm-hmm. We, we have grown up and we all have lives and stuff. Things happen, but um, you know, it, it's, it's tough to, you know, tell people, Hey, let's go to this game together yeah. and hopefully we win. And then it's like, well, I'm not going to a game again the rest of the season. Yeah. 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 Sad reality. But guess what? LaSalle Temple are going to be, it's going to be a great game. Like if you could watch it at home, you could watch it there. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. I, like, I, I, I am like very this. excited. I think it yeah, is going to be a good game. I can't wait. Yeah. 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 You both are going, right? Yes. yes. Do you know where your seats are off the top of your head or now? Now upper you'll level. You'll find us level. somewhere. You'll, yeah. yeah. You'll <laughs> find us somewhere around there. Um, yeah. It's a lot of hinging on this game. I, I feel like this new format is interesting and, and uh, I don't know. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't feel like Big Five basketball. What I get used to be. It's weird. Like this is, you win this game and you're in the championship, at Wells Fargo Center, and you win that. You're the you're the Big Five champion. It's it's weird to have a day, yeah. a day where it's like today's the championship, as opposed <laughs> to the old Big Five win. Yeah. Oh, like this is a regular season game. If Penn wins this game and then like, you know, Temple beats Nova tomorrow, then maybe they're yeah no you gotta chance? figure out all the yeah, yeah figure out yeah, all the yeah, records and... yeah the last time we were big five champs i don't know if you remember this sean but we were, we shared it with you guys we were 2013 co-champs you and you, temple and us in our that... four years we never beat temple including the sweet 16 year which is the year we graduated all the happiness in the world that year for us and we still <laughs> couldn't beat temple and we had to share the big five the big five championship, which is so that's so pathetic. I'm glad yeah. that's gone. I'm glad there's no sharing right now. That was last year. We were four and zero in the big five beat Nova like game three of the year. So that's the toughest matchup off the bat. And I think it was like 20 games in the season. We played Penn got smoked. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all we had to do was beat Penn and we win the last real, like the last big mm-hmm. five of the modern, uh, the old yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. And we, I remember watching that game, like, and I'm like, how the heck did we blow this? But that was, Again, Temple being Temple, like very, I should have expected it, but I was like, oh, maybe this is year we don't do something stupid. And then we did. So, <laughs> um, are either of you guys going Saturday or we haven't gotten that far yet? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I actually work there. So this is my, uh, I'm actually, you'll see me working. What do you do way. at the Wells Fargo Center? Uh, I do all, a lot of the events. So, um, in marketing. So I wasn't trying to plug the big five classic too much on this podcast, but if you want, <laughs> if you want me to, I can. Um, yeah, no, go for it. <laughs> we're heavily involved in that event. So, uh, I'll be, I'll be there and making sure that everything goes smoothly. Um, it's, it's going to be a fun time. Like this will be one of the coolest days of my career. I would say D- despite like whatever happens, even if LaSalle is in the third place game, um, I'll still be very happy to, to, to be there and just making sure of like, just, I was just say, basically you're, you're... blowing it out. You're going as an employee, though, right? You're not hanging out as a fan. You won't. No, you won't see me yelling. <laughs> okay. um, but Rich, I need you to yell twice as much, right, Rich? Yeah, yeah. I need to start taking uh, cough drops. <laughs> I don't think it works that way, though. No, shots of whiskey, shots of whiskey, yeah. clear right up, and then you're good to go. Yep. yep. Um. So I I have to check. Uh, after Wednesday, I'm sure they'll uh we'll know when Temple is playing. So I actually coach a seventh and eighth grade basketball team, and we have our first game of the season, 1245 Saturday. So that did not go well for me. So I'm going to try to shoot down after, but we'll see. (laughs) St. Helena's? Actually, believe it or not, I coach at a different school down the road at Holy Rosary in Plymouth Meeting. So I've coached there for like six years, 
And then I got a job at a school around the corner, but I was like, Hey, I still like coaching over here. So, um, so yeah, so our, our schedule came out and I was like, ah, that stinks, but I'll, I'm going to see if I can try to make it down for, uh, the big five thing. If not, I will find a bar and plot myself and have a couple and pray depending yeah. on when temple plays too. That's, that was the other thing. I'm like, I don't even know when we play it. Cause I don't know yeah. the standings yet. Uh, yeah. any, There's any, a lot of people on the fence for sure. Any potential early recruits you're looking at? Yeah, right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've thought about that. I wear my temple gear at yeah. uh, practice and be like, Hey guys, I, uh, I, you can come on my podcast in six years from now when you're a sophomore <laughs> at temple, see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Dennis, I got it. One more uh, Wells Fargo question for you. Can you do anything for Sixers season ticket holders? Because I am an idiot and I have Sixers season tickets. I can't do it. I can't do anything for you. Oh, man. You know why, right? I mean, they're, <laughs> they're we're leaving. Because yeah. we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. So we're not, you know, it's not the same company, right? I they come in, they come in, have their games, and they leave. So I've, I can't help you, man. I really can't. Sorry. For the, for the record, I want to stay. Um, they're not asking me, but I would like to just stay at the Wells Fargo. That's what I'm used to. I don't. Want, I don't like change. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> it's definitely a divisive topic. You know where I stand. Um, but like, it's gonna be a fun time these next few years. We'll see what happens. What 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 strings will be pulled to get people what they want. So as a Temple football fan, I've wanted a stadium in the city for different reasons on Temple's campus, and I lose that battle. So I'll be really pissed if the Sixers get this stadium in the city. But that's, a, again, a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, well, Rich, Dennis, um, this was so much fun to do. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some some fun banter uh, Thursday morning, depending on the winner of this game. Uh, hope to see you guys Wednesday night. But thank you guys so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Sean. Hey, thanks. Thanks Thank a lot. you, guys. And as always... I'll be back.